The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Two thousand twenty three meeting of the Ann Arbor Historic District Commission. This meeting is being held in person and electronically via Zoom. Members of the public who would like to comment on hearings other than or other matters may do so via telephone only. To speak during any of the public comment opportunities, please call eight 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 seven eight eight zero zero nine nine and enter meeting ID 
965-3669-9762. This information is also available on the published agenda, the public notices section of the city website, and on the broadcast of this meeting on CTN channel 16, AT&T channel 99, and online at www.a2gov forward slash watch CTN. All right, Ms. Thatcher, will you please call the roll? Commissioner Quijano. Commissioner White. Here. Commissioner Willis. Here. Commissioner Epperson. Here. Commissioner Fortner. Here. Commissioner Rockland. Here. Commissioner Ross. Here. You have a quorum. Thank you. And on to approval of the agenda. Are there any additions, deletions, or changes to tonight's agenda? No. Okay. Seeing none, the agenda is approved as presented. On to item D, public comment. This is an opportunity for persons to speak for up to three minutes about an issue that is not listed as a public hearing on this agenda. To comment on such other preservation matters, please call 888-788-0099 and enter meeting ID 965-3669-9762. City staff will select callers that have raised their hand one by one using the last three digits of your phone number. In order to electronically raise your hand, to indicate your desire to speak, please press star nine on your phone. You will hear an automated announcement and that the host is allowing you to speak. Ms. Thatcher, do we have any callers? We do. I'm going to promote the caller whose number ends in 345. Caller 345, you can unmute. Hi, this is Kitty Khan. I live at 515 Cross Street. Um, I'm calling to talk about the most recent meeting of the City Planning Commission just this past Tuesday. Uh, they were discussing the City's plans for 415 West Washington. Uh, the Planning Commission passed unanimously rezoning the site from PL Public Land to PUD Planned Unit Development. There was a presentation by Smith Group once again showing the dense, out-of-scale development, 70 feet tall with 157 residential units that the city would like to place there after they demolish the existing historic building. In a recent update by City Administrator Dahoney, he said, quote, the PUD proposal includes a building up to 70 feet in height and up to 200% FAR with a building massing that meets the height and setback delineations that have been developed in conjunction with the community and the HDC, unquote. As I recall, neither the community nor the HDC were in favor of this development option, so I was surprised to read Mr. Dahoney's memo. Also, at Tuesday's Planning Commission meeting, I was very surprised that there was absolutely no discussion at all about the site being in a historic district. At one point during a discussion about setbacks, one of the commissioners even said that the houses near the site on West Washington might be remodeled in the future so they are closer to the street. It appears she doesn't realize those houses are in a historic district 
and therefore could not be remodeled in that way. I really hope you are all paying attention to what is happening at 415 West Washington. I'm counting on you to make the city stick to the rules. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Next, I'm going to promote the caller ending in 534. Caller 534, you can go ahead. Hello. Hi, this is Tom Stolberg calling from my car. Uh, former HCC commissioner, I uh, served with a few of you. Uh, former chair, I was on the commission six years, chair for two. Very familiar with this 415 West Washington site. Some groups walked us through there with ideas they had for redevelopment. Uh, there was a Mark Bruder report, and we were asked to determine whether the site was contributing or not. Uh, we did conclude and vote that it was contributing. Uh, then later on, the HCC was asked whether or not to approve demolition of the structures, which it did approve. I was no longer at the HCC at that time. Uh, I likely would have voted along with uh, the majority and allowed demolition as you did. But now we have redevelopment of the site. I'm not happy about how the process is going. You're going to hear a lot about competing interests for this site. But your role is to review it under the criteria the rules that you have to follow. And one of the things I've liked about the HTC, my time on it before this, is how the HTC reports and discussions do a very good job of sticking to the specific criteria that you're supposed to evaluate projects by, as opposed to other things. I think the ZDA does a pretty good job of that as well. But I think City Council and Planning Commission do a very good report on that. Often not following the criteria laid out in our UDC, Unified Development Code, uh, in their evaluation of various projects, relying instead on various speeches and narratives. So I want to compliment the ADC and I want to compliment Jill Thatcher for the reports that she writes. And Everybody's sticking to the criteria that you're supposed to and evaluating. And I think that's going to come in to play very importantly with what we see with Washington brought before you. And people are going to mention some pressures about very competing interests. I did in a floodplain almost the entire site. There was an issue of wanting to develop certain city owned sites for affordable housing. This scored very poorly for that for various reasons. Uh, we will get into those reasons later. Uh, and then there's a serious environmental cleanup issue there as well. So there are competing interests, uh, but the ACC should be reviewing it from the standpoint that the ACC reviews projects. So I hope you keep that in mind. Thank you very much. Thank you. If anyone else is waiting to talk at public commentary, please hit star nine on your phone to raise your hand. That's it. Okay. There are no other callers indicating for pub public comment, so I will now close. Oh, the wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I want to that? that was going to happen. We got a couple more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, caller ending in 012, I'm allowing you to talk. Zero one two, you can unmute and go ahead. Hi, this is Muffin McKenzie. I'm uh, at two seventeen Third Street. Um, I too wanted to call about the meeting um, uh, the other evening. Um, I I was shocked at um, the discussion that um, seemed to completely ignore um, the historic district. And um, I really, I think uh, both the previous callers have, have addressed what I wanted to address as well. But I, it just seems like the whole thing has been a bit backwards that, um, you know, new developments in the historic district are supposed to be designed to fit into the district. And this one just has started um, from a completely different perspective, trying to meet different people's agendas without taking into consideration um, the historic district and the neighbors around it. And um, I just really uh, implore you all to, um, to, you know, to take a good look at this and, and really support the historic district's rules and um, and yeah, I, I guess I, I just really wanted also to thank you for all of your hard work because I'm sure this is a, a complicated situation, but um, uh, it, it just seems like it's gonna end up being this gigantic wall um, that separates the historic houses from the downtown area and uh, and it, it just uh, just does not fit into um, the intention of what the historic district was originally um, created for. So thank you very much, and thank you for all of your your good work. Thank you. Caller ending in four six four. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I never yep. know my mind. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much. My name is Linda Brower. I live at 421 Third Street, which is between um, William and Jefferson. So I watched the Planning Commission meeting last night, too, earlier, the, oh, I guess earlier this week, where Smith Group and the city presented their latest version of the 415 site. They presented their concept plan. I really think the height and mass remains terribly out of scale for the neighborhood. It's 70 feet. It exceeds ADB2 zoning. I, I don't think it's right for the neighborhood. And I'm concerned that the materials state that their plan meets the height and setback delineations that were developed. And I quote, in conjunction with the community and the HDC, I think that's misleading. I've attended many community meetings and all the Zoom webinars on this project, and I looked at the survey results, and it's clear that the vast majority of the community preferred a less intense development when presented with three options. So I don't know why they keep saying that. Um, anyway, I watched your previous work sessions also where this project was presented, and I'm, based on what they're saying now, I'm concerned that they take silence and polite questions of support. You know, like when they come 
I know you're not asking to vote on anything, but because it's a work session and, and they just you know want to show you what they're doing and get some feedback. But I'm hoping that when they next present this plan, that you will maybe give them some more direction in to what would actually be more in keeping with the historic district guidelines. Because I worry that after you know they spend more and more money and consulting time on a plan that should be rejected. So I wanted to say that. And then the other thing, just briefly, I want to tell you about, there was a local builder several years ago who had a very exciting creative vision for this site. And he ran it by a bunch of people in the neighborhood. He lives in the neighborhood, in fact. He lives like, I think it, well, I won't say where, because I, I want to protect his privacy, but he lives very close to the Y. Um, and he, ha he has already rehabbed an amazing historical building in the neighborhood, like a, a big one, and just did a beautiful job. And he had this wonderful vision, and he wanted to discuss it with the city, but the city gave him a cold shoulder because they were already working with Smith Group on this other thing. But I want to just tell you what this concept is so that maybe you can keep it in the back of your mind as something that maybe might happen at this place at some point. He was going to keep the old building, the contributing structure. He was going to open up the first floor, you know, and so it would be open on stilts, you know, appropriate to the floodplain so water can flow through. He was going to add a story on the top and have office on the first floor and then a residential on the top and he was going to keep some of the sheds and convert them into artist studios and little shops so it would be a little gone. taller than it is now but you know there'd be artist studios and shops and we'd get to you know replace the, the the artist space that we lost when performance network was um demolished you know over there to make way for the y and we'd have more little shops in the neighborhood and most of it would be green open space because obviously he'd, take, he'd remediate it and get rid of the gravel and all of that would be open green space and it was just so appropriate for the old west side it would just fit in so well and he's got a track record so i just want to give you that vision so that you'll know that there are alternatives if what the city is currently proposing gets rejected which i hope it will Anyway, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I, I know you guys have a really hard job, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's all of the callers in the queue. I don't okay. see one, anyone in council chambers. Okay. Who's coming up? There are no more callers for public comment. Thank you for everyone who did call in on public comment. You're, it's, it's very much appreciated whenever we have people give their feedback uh, to the commission. So thank you. Um, I will now move on to item E, unfinished business. Uh, there is no unfinished business from the previous meetings. So on to item F, hearings. Um, we have hearing F1 at 305 South Main Street. Ms. Thatcher, will you please give the staff report? Yes. South Main Street is in the Main Street Historic District. It's a three-story brick Italianate commercial building. It was constructed in 1866 and first housed J. Laubengeier Meats. 
305 and its neighbors, 303 and 307 on either side, were covered with a metal panel system from around 1970 until 2002 when they were the home of Lucky Drugs. Um, though shown on the map as a single parcel, the three buildings were constructed separately. The one to the left uh, here was 1866, and the one to the right of our building that we're talking about is 1895. The applicant is seeking HCC approval to install a pedestrian scale sign in the sign band over the front door. Uh, this was a slightly um, unfortunate uh, situation. Let's go through the pictures first, because these are really cool. Um, this is a pre-1871 picture of this corner. Uh, the building that we're discussing is this one right here. You can see that it used to have a heavy black cornice uh, that really stood out. Um, and can't see much of the first floor, what's going on here, but it's just very interesting that there's a whole history of the house next door here, and eventually it was removed to build two more buildings on this side, and eventually one was built in the middle here. Um, I never really thought about these buildings as sort of standing alone and not being built um, sequentially, <laughs> um, but that is indeed what happened. So uh, this is Biddy and Bo's Coffee at 305 South Main. They uh, got a staff approval for a sign um, in the sign band uh, many months ago. And a previous tenant, uh, Shalimar Perfumery, put a sign up on a bracket in this little trim box here on one of the columns and never got HCC approval or um, a sign permit for it. So Biddy and Bose came in and, and, and said, hey, we've, we've hung a new sign on the bracket. Um, isn't that great? We want a sign permit for it in HDC. And I had to say, sorry, you, you can't just do it that way. So um, I've also explained that that's not an appropriate location for such a sign. So they're coming in with um, a new proposal that you can see there are lots of little pedestrian scale signs up and down here. There's one here, there's one here. And then looking the other way, um, there's none on the corner, but there is this clock anchoring uh, the corner. They, they came back with a, a sign that meets the size requirements. Uh, it's not illuminated. It's a very straightforward panel. They've moved their bracket. This was the existing bracket that was already there in the wrong location. And they're proposing to move it uh, up onto the sign band. This is, this is, it's not there right now. <laughs> this, is, this is just a um, copy and paste on. But um, it meets sign requirements, it meets HDC pedestrian scale sign guidelines, and um, pretty straightforward. Uh, going through the Secretary of the Interior Standards, um, number nine says that new additions, exterior alterations, or related new construction shall not destroy historic materials that characterize the property. The new work shall be differentiated from the old and shall be compatible with massing, size, scale, and architectural features to protect the historic integrity of the property and its environment. From the guidelines for storefronts, it's not recommended to introduce a new design that's incompatible or to use inappropriately scaled signs or other types of signs that obscure, damage, or destroy character-defining features of a historic building. From the Ann Arbor Historic District Design Guidelines for Signs, it's appropriate to install signage that is compatible in size, style, material, and appearance, and installing signage that is subordinate to the overall building composition. Um, I don't have a lot more to say about this. I do think that this is perfectly appropriate and meets the design guidelines and staff recommends approval. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Thatcher. Uh, Commissioners Willis and myself were on the review committee. Um, I'll go ahead and start. Or <laughs> I, I think the it's a pretty straightforward application. Um, 
as the picture shown, there's there's multiple pedestrian signs. I think moving it up into this this portion of the sign band is more appropriate, especially, and it'll be more in alignment with the height of the the signs that are already there along this portion of Main Street. I certainly agree. It's very straightforward. Thank you. <laughs> um, if there's anyone in the Zoom waiting room for this application, would you please hit the raise hand button? I don't think any of you are. Okay. Okay. You're good. So since the applicant's not here, is there, I'll open the public hearing portion for this item. This is an opportunity for persons to speak for up to three minutes about the application at 305 South Main Street. As a reminder, please call 877-853-5247 and intermediate ID 965-3669-9762 and press star nine on your phone to indicate you'd like to speak. There, are there any public? There are no callers. Okay. Um, I will close the public hearing portion. Is there a commissioner that would like to make a motion on this application? Commissioner Rockland. I move that the commission issue a certificate of appropriateness for the application at 305 South Main, a contributing property in the Main Street Historic District, to install a new pedestrian scale sign as proposed. The work is compatible in exterior design, arrangement, texture, material, and relationship to the rest of the building and the surrounding area, and meets the Ann Arbor Historic District design guidelines for signs and the Secretary of the Interior standards for rehabilitation and guidelines for rehabilitating historic buildings, in particular standard nine and the guidelines for storefronts. Second. Moved by Commissioner Rockland, seconded by Commissioner White. Is there a discussion on the motion? I just had a question really for the review committee maybe. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know that there's another sign kind of close to it. In the photos, it looks like it's okay. Uh -huh. but I just wanted to confirm with the review committee when you imagined it up there, is it blocking that sign or is it very clear that we're not gonna upset this, the existing sign by putting this sign in? Um, that's a good question. It looks like, so it is the same bracket design as the one that's existing. So the, the new one is proposed to be. I, I did have a, a question for the applicant um, about the exact height that this is going to be mounted to, because the um, the image that they've shown it's it's kind of a, a cut and paste where it looks like it's it's not quite in the exact there's no exact position. So if it's mounted lower, I think it, it could potentially block the sign from that one direction. It's definitely larger in scale, but it's. So I, there, I think there's a little bit of potential for that. Um, so if it was mounted a little bit higher, maybe, maybe it would be better. But I, I think at that point, it's what probably a four-foot distance between that and the sign. Go ahead. If you look at the 10,000 Villages sign yeah. in yeah. this photo, you can see that the bottom of it is is in this at the edge of this little brick detail mm -hmm. here. And then if you go to there, I realize that this is just superimposed. It's not mm -hmm. to scale. But so the bottom of 10,000 Villages is somewhere right around here, just below, like maybe at the top of the window here. Um, that's the bottom of the other one. And so this one, they're going to be offset a little bit. Yeah. 10,000 Villages is going to be higher than this one, which I think will help a little bit with visibility. 
it's not ideal, but really this is the space where the yeah. storefronts probably should go on. <laughs> but I mean, other than getting them to move 10,000 villages to the other side of the storefront, which is not yeah. within our purview. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Very good. Yeah. Any other questions or comments? We're all ready for a vote. All of those in favor, please say yes. 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 All of those opposed, please say no. Right, the motion carries. You must um, approve or apply for permits before beginning your project. <coughs> All right, on to item F2, 200 South Main Street. Ms. Thatcher, will you please give the staff report? All right, 200 South Main uh, has a very interesting uh, and long history. It started as a commercial vernacular building uh, in the late 1800s. In 1926, that building was remodeled and a floor removed to create the Spanish Revival Kresge Dollar Store. In 1949, this building and the 1940, uh, 1916 Kresge 5 and 10, which was next door, um, were remodeled to form uh, one new store with porcelain enamel panels above the storefront and tan brick above a limestone string course. Uh, which is, it's in essence, the building that we see today. After several decades as Kittyland, the store was subdivided in 1994, and the north half became the Mongolian Barbecue. Cafe Felix opened in the south half in early 1997. In December of 2002, the commission approved a request to remove the porcelain enamel panels and replace them with exterior insulated finishing system, EFIS, and to make other storefront modifications. And in 2007, an application to the HDC to replace 25 original double hung wood windows on the second floor with clad windows was denied. So uh, here is the building. There is an excellent photo history uh, in the application materials. I've only taken a little bit of it here um, for our discussion. But this is the 1926 building. Yeah, a very cool Spanish revival style. Um, you can see only a few remnants of this building, uh, this design, this exterior cladding today. Uh, the windows along the side here um, still exist, and the upper floor windows are still in the same places. There's a neat um, uh, turned stone column uh, at the corner that's still there. And unfortunately, most of this very cool Spanish Revival stuff is gone. The, the 10 cent store next door had um, was remodeled with a second floor so that it is flush now with the Spanish um, half. So here is a photo from 1949. This is a very telling photo. This is in the midst of being remodeled from the 1926 style to the 1949 style. So the building is still considered a, a contributing structure in the historic district by virtue of uh, its age, though it has undergone these transformations. You can see the old Kresge storefronts here. Note that the glass is wrapping the corner here. We can't really see it on the side. I'm not sure what's going on there. But these are the new uh, enamel panels that are being put up. Um, really makes me wonder if there's anything behind <laughs> what used to be there, but probably have to take the EFIS off to find out. Um, this is a photo from 1950 when they were all done with that remodel. You can see that the glass block windows were put in then. And the, the corner entry with the, the single pillar, the recessed entry, which we see today. 
And here's this little rectangular window that um, is very confusing to me. If you look at these, uh, if you if you look at the, the the storefronts here, this is this is all considered modern work because it's from 1949. It's outside of the period of significance. Um, the layout is pretty similar to what's there today, though. Um, here we are standing in front of the building. You can see all the EFIS that was put up where the enameled metal panels were taken down. This column got tiled at some point in the floor here. Um, that's not, that's something that hopefully they will replace with a staff approval at a later date, the floor. The column, I think, is, is proposed to be reclad with cast stone. Um, there's lots of repair work going on here. These, these um, awnings would be taken down completely and not replaced at this time. There are a million little light fixture connections um, all over sticking out. That would all be repaired and patched. Uh, the EFIS would be painted. You can see a lot more of them here on the West Washington side. There's a whole row of gooseneck lamps that <laughs> just, I, 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 I told them at the review committee that I was going to throw a party when those lamps <laughs> came down because <laughs> they're just completely out of place and an oddity there on the side of the building. Completely unnecessary. Um, here's another view. This is uh, Cafe Felix, now Regents Field, the other half of the building. This is the view of the, the storefront window systems that they're proposing to replace. And you can see that this one steps up. That happened during the 1949 remodel. And uh, part of the application is to lower the sill heights to match the rest of the storefront windows here which again, since this work was done in 1949, and I think it would be more appropriate to lower it anyway, I have no qualms about that. You see a lot of deterioration of the limestone um, base here. I don't want to call it a kick plate, but it runs all the way around the building. Um, part of the application is to replace this with cast stone, though limestone was mentioned uh, at the meeting, at the review committee meeting. Um, which would be even better, but the application is for cast stone in the same dimensions uh, to be used to replace these blocks all the way around. The storefront windows are also um, deteriorating. Um, a few of them have been retrofitted with double pane glass. I don't think they all have though. Um, here's another photo showing all of those window systems. The architects will tell you more about the window system that they've chosen that is uh, not to replicate this um, steel, these steel sashes, but to, um, to uh, install something that's approaching this look. All of the muttons in these windows are, um, are proposed to remain in the same place, which uh, I very much appreciate because this building is noted for these large pieces of glass. I think that's pretty character defining. Um, a few close-ups, all of the corners and joints look like this mm -hmm. on these window systems. Um, there, you know, I know that's not chewing gum, but it really looks like the whole thing's being held together with chewing gum. <laughs> um, you can see deterioration, looks like there was some rust going on under here. Uh, and this one, this one appears to be a, a thermal pane glass uh, glazing, but um, I don't think they're all like that. Here is some more deterioration on the corner here. This is that main corner entry. This is on the right here is the Washington side. Um, this looks like it's also, this is on the, the Main Street elevation. 
in some places, it's got this nice little little bevel here on the top. In some places, that's pretty much completely gone, and it's just rounded because limestone wears in that way. Another photo, um, this, this panel is proposed to be removed, and this is just EFIS up here, but um, thus a, a new storefront window put in its place to match the height of the neighboring storefront window. So the storefront system would just be extended to fill in this square. Um, here we have the glass block windows. New windows were punched below them. These are the, the windows that you saw on the 1926 photo, the openings, not the glass block. And this down here is, is a new window with a new cast stone sill that was <laughs> put in um, at some point. These are marching down the side of the building. At the back, we've still got some of these enameled steel panels, which I think are very cool. Uh, still got the Kresge sign. This is a back door that they may start using someday if they put a new business or expand into the basement. Um, but in the meantime, it, this vestibule is very shallow. From the photos in the packet, I thought that it was going to be much deeper than it is. But this is maybe five feet um, from the front of the building back to the door. And um, they're proposing to put a takeout container system on this wall. Uh, that I'll show you a picture of in a minute, so that if you ordered takeout from a restaurant that's going into the space, you could walk up and pick up your order without having to go into the restaurant. Uh, there are lovely drawings included. I always appreciate when very thorough applications come in. Um, all of the blue windows are the storefront system and the West Washington windows that are proposed to be replaced. The West Washington windows would be one over one sashes on the top and then a separate one over one on the bottom, um, which is what was there in 1926 on the top. The bottom didn't exist at that point. Here's that proposed storefront entrance, which would also be replaced, I should mention, uh, on the back and the, the ordered food cabinet in the vestibule. There's some, um, uh, a couple of mechanical units proposed on the roof. These, there's no way you could see these from the street. This is a great space for them. Um, I had to look up the word dunnage, but dunnage means mechanical units on the roof. <laughs> so I learned something new here. Uh, drawings, I've explained most of this, but awnings to be removed, column to be reclad with cast stone. There aren't any details on that, so we might want to um, get a little more uh, information on that. This storefront system to be removed, uh, I'm sorry, to be extended, this EFIS uh, to be removed, and then replacing the row of windows and this door in the back. And that's that work. There will be future signage on these areas, possibly a blade sign. That will come in in a separate ap application, and it is understood that that is not a part of this application. It's just to show you what might be going on in the future with signage. Um, on the interior, interestingly, I wanted you to see this is the main street at elevation, and this is where that sill is proposed to be lowered to match the other ones. And you can see in here where at some point it was raised with a bunch of bricks filled in. So when this was the dime store and they remodeled it into what you see now, they must have bumped that up for whatever reason, lost to history. Um, but it did used to be lower. And again, this is the main street side of the building.
There is window information. There's more information in the packet. I, I've got a lot of it in here, but not nearly all of it. Um, there's information and profiles on the window and doors, uh, windows and doors that are proposed. And this is the food pickup system, a food locker. So this is a, uh, this is the size with two rows, so it would be effectively like just this half of this unit. Um, in the past, the commission has drawn a firm line that uh, ATMs are not appropriate on street-facing elevations of buildings. This one's a little different because it's in a vestibule, um, so I will be interested to hear your opinions on that. All right. Um, Um, also, the, the, the enamel steel panels are proposed to be painted, uh, and that would require HDC approval because they are currently an unpainted surface, and they're not wood, and they weren't historically painted. So that is also a part of the application. Um, I, I, I would not be in favor of painting them, but if the commission thinks that they're not, you know, they, are, they were installed outside of the period of significance. Um, but again, that, that's, that's up to you, whether you think that it's a, an appropriate thing to do and whether it will, um, whatever it would be bad for them or anything like that. Um, all right, so going to the Secretary of Interior standards. Uh, standard number one says that the property will be used as it was historically or be given a new use that requires minimal change to its distinctive materials, features, spaces, and spatial relationships. Number two says that the historic character of a property will be retained and preserved the removal of distinctive materials or alteration of features, spaces, and spatial relationships that characterize a property will be avoided. I read number nine to you already. And number 10 says new additions and adjacent or related new construction will be undertaken in such a manner that if removed in the future, the essential form and integrity of the historic property will be unimpaired. From the Secretary of the Interior's guidelines for storefronts, it's not recommended to introduce a new design that is, that is incompatible in size, scale, material, and color for architectural metals being replaced. It's recommended to replace in kind an entire architectural metal feature that is too deteriorated to repair if the overall form and detailing are still evident, using the physical evidence as a model to reproduce the feature. Examples could include steel sash windows. If using the same kind of material is not technically or economically feasible, a compatible substitute material may be considered. From the guidelines for storefronts, it's not recommended to introduce a new design that is incompatible in size, scale, material, and color. And I, uh, I would like the architect to comment on color when it's your turn, because I don't think that I had uh, that clearly in the application. Um, oh, Secretary of Interior St Standard 10 is in here again. Wait, what's going on? I'm going the wrong way. Uh, that is it. Um, uh, so it's, it's got a lot of pieces to it. Um, so you'll see that there is a very long motion. So um, you may want to use that or the order in the staff findings to organize your thoughts and uh, uh, um, um, guide the discussion. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Thatcher. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, Commissioners Willis and myself were on the review committee. Do you want to start, Commissioner Willis? Or do you want? Okay. Um, so there, there is a lot in the packet. Um, I, I do think um, 
majority of the work is is pretty straightforward once you kind of go through it <coughs> and look at everything, especially seeing the building and the work that was being proposed, I think was, was really helpful. I think um, Ms. Thatcher did a good job of kind of outlining some of the, ma the main points regarding the period of significance and the the material that's extant that is within the period and and not within the period of significance. Um, so for the most part, you know, the, the window replacement and is, you know, there's no new openings being replaced. Everything that's being replaced is, is um, with non-historic materials. Um, even the, the windows on the Washington side, the cast stone sills that are there, they've said are remaining. There's a double sill, those are remaining. Um, so it's really just taking out what's in the existing openings on those um, and replacing with new. The, um, they stated they'd be replacing the, the water table uh, limestone with cast stone. They also did say that there was a uh, potential quote for limestone, so that may be on the table. So I, we'll, we'll hear from the applicant on that. Um, I think, in general, the work that's being done is, is really going to kind of elevate this, this corner building a little bit more, and it's going to be considered, right, with all of the, the lighting removed, the kind of old storefront, the deteriorated water table. I think that that's gonna, there's going to be a lot of nice improvements there. Um, I think my only point of hesitation is probably the, the uh, food service pickup in, in the rear that um, there wasn't much information on in the packet and at the review committee. So I think that'll be a good point of discussion. Um, other than that, I think the majority of the work is appropriate. Um, I definitely agree, but my one concern was that food storage locker area, and is there really enough room to have what happens in that space? Uh, is it functional with the average size and use of a human being? Right. Uh, with the applicant, please step forward. You can state your name for the record, and you have up to five minutes to speak about the application. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm Jonathan Burr. I represent Odds and Black Architecture, and in this case, the uh, Shapiro Trust and uh, the proposed um, Echelon uh, restaurant. Um, thank you for identifying uh, basically our whole packet for us and, and walking through the, <laughs> the entire history. Uh, it's a very complicated history. It's been a long history. It's gone through a lot of renovations. Um, the majority of, of this would be, uh, as, as you had mentioned, the storefront replacement. Um, we want, at this moment, there are four different uh, window types on the building, at least on our, our first level, that we'd, we'd want to match all of those with the proposed solution. Um, we used the, uh, the, the profile we found was uh, identified, um, it's, a, it's a Conair system, but we found it in the uh, district guidelines, and we felt like that matched appropriately. Um, so I included that on our page 27. That kind of shows what the historical profile um, that we were representing was. The uh, color you had mentioned, um, right now, the, we, we're just the design, or we're not the design architects, we're the architect of record. The designers are pushing for a either a dark anodized, or a dark uh, bronze anodized, or a um, black. Uh, million um, Canada um, aluminum system. Uh, right now, there is an entrance off of the main Washington corner that it's on that diagonal. That's actually a black storefront system. 
So at some point they came back and, and retrofitted what was previously probably it all matched. Um, so, that, so that's another renovation. Yeah. Yeah, so if you can see where that guardian square is, that's actually a, that's part of that storefront system in there. Um, we're proposing to patch and repair any of the uh, damage done to the EFIS on that front corner. Um, there's quite a few holes in there. They, they had a lot of lit signage up there before, and there was, there's going to be even more holes when we remove the, that steel awning. So we intend to keep that. Uh, we're we're going to remove all the awning. We're going to remove everything, uh, a patch, and replace the holes. And again, signage is going to be a separate review. Um, both on Maine and Washington, there's a little bit of that storefront where we're going to actually extend it down, or we're proposed to extend it down. And then along Washington, like you had mentioned, we're going to extend that over so it looks like, like one contiguous uh, space, as opposed to there used to be an office back there that's no longer. It's going to be basically a hostess stand and uh, some more seating for the restaurant. Um, you had mentioned this as well, but that glass block on, along Washington, I think there's seven units up there. Uh, that was the original. We're going to keep, um, that was the original, I guess, punched openings. Those will be replaced at the same time as the lower, but we will maintain both the sills. The lower sill is a cast stone sill. The, the sill in between the two windows are, are um, actual existing limestone, and we'll see how good of shape they're in when we, when we remove the windows. But our intent is that if we can patch them, if there's some spalling, then we will do that. Uh, we will keep those, though. Um, Moving along that, we, we've gotten quotes for replacing the limestone uh, with limestone and replacing it with cast stone. Um, at this time, I, I don't know if, uh, if we have the ability to approve just the, uh, the matching of the material in shape, size, profile, and at that point, can we come back and have a staff approval of if it's limestone or if it's cast stone or if it's another material. I don't know if that's something we can vote on today or... We'd have we have to go through the process discuss. again. Yeah. Um, and then moving along that same Washington, um, Jill mentioned that she wanted to keep the, uh, those lights for herself. <laughs> but we're going to remove the goosenecks. We're going to patch the brick. Um, we had talked about possibly cleaning up that. Uh, that brickwork might need a little bit of tuck pointing. We're not really sure. We haven't done a deep dive into it. But we'll, we'll look at cleaning that up as well. Um, and then moving along that, then we get to the, the Mel Makata paneling the, that we're not really sure. Uh, uh, we, we, had, we had mentioned that we wanted to paint it. We are really hesitant to remove it because of what damage could be behind it. That could be a, a very costly change. Um, so at this time, uh, we'll still recommend or, or, or we're going to proceed with wanting to paint it. We'll, we'll scarify it paint it and, and we can get a 10-15 year warranty out of a painted system. Um, then they, it comes on to that food locker. In that alcove there, we, uh, we propose to place that so that it's not immediately on the street. Um, we didn't think that was appropriate. So we picked a slimline version of that and if, if you looked on, I forget what page it was, but the, the slimline would it's approximately, I would say, three feet wide. So we think we can get it so that it only would, would take place of that rear 
Melmacata panel. So it would, we would try to go to up to that uh, joint. So there's actually three panels deep. One's just like the return, so it's a shorter panel. Um, keep it tucked in as far away as we can. And then uh, salvage the Melmacata panels, put them in storage if we had to uh, ever repair them or replace them um, when we remove the food locker. Uh, I, I think that's the basic summary. We've we touched most of those points already, but do you have any questions? Thank you. Commissioners, any questions? Commissioner Rockland, yeah. go ahead. Um, but do you have questions? Because I'll go after you if you want to just. Um, I got to think questions. through what it is. Okay, so I'll, <laughs> go I'll ask some questions and then. Thank you. Um, first of all, thanks for supplying such a thorough report. It's really uh, helpful to us when you do that, so it's much appreciated. Thank you. Um, and forgive me if these answers are in the report, but um, the uh, I was curious about the um, the windows. There's the, the on Washington. You've got the existing, the original punched opening, the, the opening below. What um, I think the staff report. It, to me, what, what I heard was that we're going to have one over one windows in mm -hmm. each of those openings. It's not clear on the elevation. So what, what is the proposal for those There's, openings? Uh, so I, I, think, I think the reference was um, there'll, be, there'll be fixed windows. They're not going to be like a double pane window. It's going to be one fixed light above. Then you'll have the sill, one fixed light below. Okay. So not operable. Not operable, fixed windows, fixed window. and, and they won't have a horizontal mullion in each that maybe would mimic the double hung that was originally there. But <clears throat> it, it's just going to be what I see here, basically, which is you, a, a fixed. Correct. With the, it, I, I suppose, the, I suppose the, the mullion will match the storefront mullion. Is that correct? Uh, right now, we weren't proposing to do any mullion inside of those. Right. Okay. Um, Sorry, the frame. Or, right. Or, I, I meant to say frame, not mullion. The frame will look like the storefront. Correct. Frame. It, it will be one, yeah, one one set. So okay. correct, but the, there won't be an, an, any internal mullion at this time. Got it. Um, yeah, one, one sheet of glass. Thank you. Next question is when you you're proposing to paint um, the panels. Will so when I'm looking at the panels now they look like panels uh, when you paint them what do they look like do you is the joint offset or like a different color than the paint or how, how will they look after you paint them correct it'll still have the panelized appearance uh, we'll, we'll paint them um, we have to with the rough up the surface a little bit for the yeah. paint to adhere uh -huh. um, but we'll in the packet I, I had mentioned that we'll try to match or we will match the same paint color as the ephus Whatever we pick for the EFIS. Right. However, it's not going to retain like that uh, running bond look that the EFIS has. It has that has that like jointing pattern. Yeah. The panel will still retain the panel shape. Okay. We're not going to fill in any of the panel paneling seams. Right. Okay. It, I want to say grout, but it, is it grout or is right. it? Right. No. It yeah. It's it, not grout. I, no, this isn't grout. It's it's like a metal panel, it, and you think of like yeah. a, a reveal. Right. It's, it. a, yeah. it's probably just. It's a regular. It's like a metal yeah. reglet. Right. Yeah. Dirt. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It is a me, It's a metal reglet. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Will that be painted? The metal? Or are you? Or is it? Going I, to I assume it'll it? all be painted. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Um. There's the. 
taking notes here, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gonna let him take some notes. Next question. Do you have a proposal for the, the recladding of that pier that's right at the entryway? Uh, at this time, no. On, on, in this report, we had mentioned that we were going to ca uh, use cast stone. Uh, the reference I meant to put in that I think I maybe didn't word it correctly would be that we would match that same banding profile as the base and continue that at the same height around. Um, the above where we have, um, it's, it's like a, a tile, like a mosaic tile that's currently there. Yeah. Uh, right now it's, it's mosaic tile and the base is wood. Um, so we'd replace the wood with a cast stone or a limestone, whatever we'd be using on the base around the, the watermark line. But um, the upper has not been really designed through yet. We were thinking it was going to be a tile, uh, but more like a large format mm -hmm. and a... Um, kind of an unmuted tone or something like that, like a, a gray, not a mosaic tile, like what you see. Okay. So again, I, I don't know how to, um, until we get that fully designed, would we have to go through that process again or submit our, our elevations with proposed materials and then maybe that could be reviewed on a separate note. It'll have to be reviewed yeah. separately, yeah. Okay. That's fine. And I guess same question for the floor, I'm assuming it's the same, the, the floor there? Correct. There, there's, there's discussion whether or not we put in, um, uh, it, we got we to rip out the existing tile there. It's a mosaic tile. We got to see how the waterproofing is. We're going to have to probably re-waterproof it, um, put something in, and then have to re-slope it with concrete. Mm -hmm. So we might do a, um, a slope concrete surface and then put some joining patterns in to make it replicate, look like tile, uh, like a tile pattern. But at this time, that hasn't been fully vetted out. Um, that's my list. Okay. Thank, um, thank you. Just to follow up on Commissioner Rockland's last question about the uh, limestone or that, that column, mm -hmm. you mentioned replacing just the wood base. Is, the, is it to the same extent as the wood that's there, or were you looking for the same water table height, or is that unknown? Yeah, we would, we would match. Um, if it, 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 it looks like it's a little different height than the water table along the building. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, we're we're, we're going to propose matching what's on the building, but if it makes more sense to what match the wood, I don't think that'll really change the design too much. I think my only I guess concern about that is not knowing what you would be putting on that the rest of it that yeah. that might change the design. So right. it may be better just to pull that if you're going to have to resubmit for that application. Right. Then right. maybe it's we, better we would just to admit that, that basically the the flooring and the column at the same time. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's fine. Okay. So there is a line in the in the. Uh, sample motion that you may use, but if someone is making the motion, you might want to take that line out. Uh, regarding the column? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you started to address a little bit the that food locker in the back. You said you think it's about three feet wide. Um, Correct. But you're, okay. Correct. And um, you guys, it, it will be mounted flush is that correct so to the, the, wall? the way these work is that this this food locker is actually a pass-through locker 
So it's filled from the inside of the restaurant. Okay. Somebody comes in, they punch in their code, and then they can open it from the exterior without having to enter the restaurant themselves. Okay. Um, so it'll actually be tucked into that wall. Okay. So the, the front face where you see like the PUC and, and the, the digital display, that will be flush with the front of the Malmacata panels that are to remain. Okay. So we, we hope that we only have to take out that rear panel. Um, it looks like it's approximately the same size. Okay. And then we'll, we'll salvage those panels. Okay. So it'll be a full new opening, essentially, in that, that portion of the wall. Okay. Correct. Okay. Those were my only questions. Commissioner, Commissioner Ross? Um, so I had a quick question. Um, so will, will the signage come later on? That would be a separate, separate as well, yes. Okay. Yes. Any other questions? Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, I'll now open the public hearing portion for this item. Again, this is an opportunity for persons to speak for up to three minutes about the application at 200 South Main Street. You may do so by calling 877-853-5247 and pressing star nine on your phone. Ms. Thatcher, do we have any callers? No callers are indicating. Okay, I'll close the public hearing portion. Is there a commissioner that would like to make an motion? Commissioner Fortner. Thank you. Um, I'll move that the commission issue a certificate of appropriateness for the application at 200 South Main Street, a contributing property in the Main Street Historic District, to lower the sill on one storefront window, replace all storefront windows and entry doors with a new aluminum storefront system, replace eight glass block windows and seven fixed sash windows on the north elevation with new aluminum windows that keep the existing sill, expand the storefront on the northwest Washington elevation to replace a narrow horizontal window, replace the storefront's failing limestone base with cast stone, add rooftop dunnage and mechanical units, add a food pickup locker near the storefront at the rear of the store on West Washington, and paint mall mancata paneling at the northwest corner of the building to match the ephus as proposed. The work is compatible in exterior design, arrangement, texture, material, and relationship to the rest of the building and the surrounding area and meets the Ann Arbor Historic District guidelines, design guidelines for the storefronts and the Secretary of the Interior standards for rehabilitation and guidelines for rehabilitating historic buildings in particular standards 1, 2, 9, and 10, and the guidelines for storefronts. Second. Okay, moved by Commissioner Fortner, seconded by Commissioner White. I just have a minor amendment to the yep. motion. Go for it. I think that we should add, replace, so in the middle there, replace the storefronts failing limestone base with cast stone or limestone. Because it seemed, in, in it seemed like that was the, the request yeah. of the, the applicant there that they, they might do limestone or cast stone, right? Commissioner Rockland, would you also consider adding the words in matching dimensions? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Matching color shape. Yeah, matching yeah. color to, to match, yeah. yeah, to match yeah. existing. To match the existing, that yeah. works, yeah. We need a second. Support. Thank you. Any discussion? 
sure there's discussion. No. Commissioner Rockland. Um, well, should we talk about, um, I don't know, what do you, should we talk about the painting the panels or something? I feel like there's a lot that's sort of, we probably don't need to discuss so much, but right. <laughs> I had some questions about painting the panels, so shall we start there? That's fine, yeah, okay. that sounds good. Um, I believe it's a question for staff. Um, <laughs> so I just need some clarification on, on um, painting the panels. So the, because there's like different layers of, um, of, of what's uh, sort of critical to, to think about. So the panels are not contributing, is that correct? They were part of the 1949 correct. built, okay. So then um, just in general though, I, remind me about, I, get, I don't know if they're in the standards exactly or just are they sort of the typical decisions that, that we make here about painting a non-wood feature of a historic building, whether it be contributing or not. Right, that's why the commission needs to decide. So, so what, what, are the, what is the typical way that this is handled and, and, and what are the exceptions to that? And, or is there, There's not a typical okay. way. <laughs> so if, if, if there's a brick building and... Yeah. If there's a brick building, right. it's much clearer because paint is bad for brick. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that I simply have a bias toward these panels. Yeah, okay. Um, but they are not from the period of significance. But I don't know if any harm would be caused by painting them, which is why I was kind of hoping that some of you might okay. have some opinions on that. Maybe it wouldn't, you know, maybe it would be just fine. <laughs> but once, once, once the surface is roughed up and they're painted, we're never going back to that. Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's, definitely it's not. Final. Can they be cleaned without ruining them now? I don't know. Do we know? I don't think that they can necessarily be cleaned. There are some rust spots that I think we'd want to uh, rough up to just clean off the rust. Um, the graffiti. There, there's also graffiti on them that we'd have to clean off. I don't, I've never had to deal with Melmacado panels. We have done uh, metal panel paintings that we've, we've taken a, a building that has metal panel on it, scarified that and painted over it and it's gotten 15, 20 years longevity on the paint, but no, we have we don't really have. They haven't made these panels in a long time. Yeah, well, I guess that's where I'm. I'm a little torn too. Um, just with uh, their, I mean, 1949 is very close, but also it's not uh, the period of significance. So, yeah, I, I guess um, in terms of the paint, I've just. I don't see anything in the standards necessarily I, I, to say that, that it's not appropriate to paint them um, from what I'm, I'm hearing so far. So it, it'd be nice to hear, if people feel differently, I'd love to hear uh, some discussion about it. But if that's where, I'd also be interested if that's where other folks are kind of mm -hmm. leaning towards. I mean, I, I'm kind of in um, Ms. Thatcher's camp. Of yeah. Having a you know, kind of these types of panels have a special place in my heart, but in I guess if we're not even I guess, but if these panels fall outside of the period of significance, they're not distinctive character defining features that must be retained. 
So to me, the question would be um, not necessarily a fear of like damaging the material in itself because it's significant. It would be more so if by painting, scarifying it and painting it, would it damage the building itself? Does it have some potential to cause some long-term or future damage to the whatever's underneath there? Or is it like prolonging some potential issue that these panels are covering up? I don't know. Um, but it doesn't sound like, like it would. Mm -hmm. So, I, I agree I, with yeah. with that statement, and I think initially I was I was thinking they were in the period of significance, and I was a little concerned, or I was concerned, you know, that they'd be scarified. One, that that would be like absolutely not, because there is no going back from that. But they're not in the period of significance, even though they they are close. Um, I think that you know, just looking at them on site and kind of tapping on them, and look, they, they seem to have. The, the paint surface that's on there isn't totally flat to begin with. It has like a little bit of a raised um, mill to it, and a they're a metal face of some sort. They're over a half an inch thick. They seem to be in, in decent condition, other than you know, a few rust spots. So I think, you know, doing a little bit of work to to recoat them, if that's all it is, is recoating. I don't see as being damaging to the product. Well, I agree with the two commissioners. And the big part of this is when you go back to try to clean this uh, side of the building with the graffiti, there may be some damage there in doing that. Right. So by painting that, it will look a lot better. And it's not in the period that we have a problem with. Okay. Anya, go ahead. No, sorry, I'll, I'll save my comment. <laughs> I think he has some hey, other comments. Yeah, he has some it's other comments. It's not about the paint, so I just wanted okay. to make sure we were done well, with the paint comment. Okay. Yeah. Whatever the cover it's, is. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he's planning on covering it with. Just a quick comment. I, sure. Just we have to say, I have to say this: the the, uh, the original building from the late 1800s is absolutely amazing. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's, you, just go check it out. It, it's it's just amazing. It's like a three-story building that looks like it's I don't know 50 totally feet ornate. tall or something, yeah. and the the it's third story really. double hung windows are like 16 feet tall. Or something. It's an amazing it's just building. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Had to be said. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, well, the, it's the one before this was even crazier. Yeah. Could I ask yeah, a question? Go for it. Commissioners, do you have any um, concerns about the window frame color? Is it unusual to put a black frame on a yellow brick building, and is that compatible with the rest of downtown, or is it just fine? Regents are all black. It's next door. Oh, they are? Mm -hmm. Let's look at Regents. Thank you for pointing that out. They're like dark brown wood, aren't oh, they? Aren't they? But, that, but the railing by the front is black. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a contrast. Yeah, it's, it's dark wood. I've seen a number of replacement storefronts in black. Right. So, it does sort of say yeah. 21st century. Right. But does that matter? Dark bronze is really close. I'm not too concerned about the that coloring. Color. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to vote. Any other discussion items? Do you want to talk about the food locker? I do. <laughs> 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 um 
Is that far enough? Have yeah, you been there and, and seen that? Um, <laughs> I would feel more comfortable if there was more information from the applicant about the exact size, I think, of, of the locker and how much, even though we, we've, we've talked about those panels not being um, contributing, just knowing the full extent of what the opening would have to be to fit that locker within that space. I think it, it being, you know, flush or not, not impeding in the alcove, I think it is a is better than, you know, it's sticking out or being mounted to the building face. Um, but I think having dimensions on the opening would, would be desired. Yeah, I mean, how, are the doors hinged or how 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 does this door how does doors open? How does thing open? John, do you know how the doors open? So I'm not familiar with this this exact uh, food locker as much. Um, there are a couple different ones that we can use. The, uh, the doors would hinge, um, they would open, they would basically punch in your code, they unlock. I don't know if it's, if it's like an awning style mm -hmm. or if it's a door style. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to mention that in that alcove, they would be on the left side, which if you do a, if you look at that image, um, that's, that's an actual fixed light there. So we'll, we're going to be replacing that storefront in kind, as in like a, we'll have a three foot wide door in the same location and then a side light. So I don't think it'll impede on anybody coming in and going. Um, but yeah, I understand and I, I will reply back with uh, better dimensions and more knowledge about this about this one area. Um, do you know the, the lighting that's that's in that cabinet? Is that? No, we'll be replacing the lighting and it'll probably be uh, one fixture. Um, oh, I'm sorry, in the, cab in the food cabinet itself, in the pickup? We, are are those lights always on, or do you do you know anything else about no, the lighting? No, I, I can find out more information okay. for you on that, though. Um, if you're proposing to change this light up here, you should include that information when you come back to talk about the food locker, because that should also be approved by the commission if you're not using that same opening up there. If you are, that's fine. No, if we, if we are replacing it with a one-for-one, one just say like an LED, would that be something um, that would be appropriate? Or? I don't care what's on the inside, or, mm -hmm. but uh, just if you, if you're taking off this, this, you know, this panel and trim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very unique. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just putting in, you know, new guts behind it, um, that's great. <laughs> but if you're not using that opening and you wanna, you know, make it a circle or, or a square or something like that, then it then it mm -hmm. needs to come. Okay, so it sounds, it sounds like we'll, we'll do a deeper dive into both of the entryways uh, for finishes on both the flooring and ceiling, that as well good. as lighting. Yeah. So should we take the food locker out of this motion? motion. Yeah. Um, I think so. Do you want to come back to our next meeting to, with sure. the food locker, or do you want um, to come back later Would that, that be March? Uh, yes, March 9th. We can we can pull together some more information okay. and, and resubmit that okay. those portions. Then but the due date's before March 9th. When right doesn't won't he need to get yeah, you the stuff? He's okay, he's okay because okay, he's already in. So you're good. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so commissioners, you would need to take that line out and then postpone that portion of the application to March 9. Does that make sense? So that the, you don't you don't vote on it tonight. <laughs> I second that. Well. You but you should postpone it 
Okay, is that the same with the column? Because the column, there's reference to the column. Well, we, we did take the column out of the motion, though. Yeah, but the column you just struck. Um, the column could be a staff approval with the floor. Um, in the past, that was a staff approval, which isn't <laughs> reflecting very well on staff. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but if you want that to come back, that should also be part of a postponement, yes. So can you, sorry, can you say, I didn't hear all that. Can you say so that? you can, um, if you want the column and the vestibule work to come back, the food locker and any lighting, to come back uh, to the March 9 meeting, you should postpone that portion of the application. Okay. Um, so that the, the motion would be amended to remove those portions and then? Right. You just strike them out of this okay. motion. One of them is already Do gone. we need a separate motion to postpone those yes. two items? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sure yeah. You guys haven't postponed anything in a long time. No, That's we haven't. Good. That's good. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, you're striking the, the food locker and the column from the application. From okay. the from, the, from motion. the motion. Okay. Seconded. Okay. Right. And we've added some wording. Did you get that? So we've added to replace the storefront's failing limestone base with cast stone or limestone to match the, to existing. Match the existing color and dimension. Okay, got that. So we can vote on this motion and then we can make a second motion? Yes. All right. Are there any other questions for this motion or discussion points for this motion? Right. All of those ready to vote? Yeah. All those in favor, please say yes. 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 All of those opposed, please say no. Okay. We have a second motion regarding the remaining pieces of the application. Okay. Uh, I make a motion to, per to postpone the uh, parts of the application for 200 South Main Street. Um, Concerning or in regards to the food locker in the vestibule and the column at the front entrance. Support. Second. Moved by Commissioner Fortner, seconded by Commissioner White. Any discussion on this motion? Ready to vote. All of those in favor of the motion, please say yes. 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 All of those opposed, please say no. Okay, thank you. So a portion of your application has passed. So for that work, you'll just have to get permits, and then we'll see you back here at the... Thank March you. 9th. Thank you. Thanks. See you in March. All right. One, two, item F3 at 214 South Main Street. Ms. Thatcher, will you please give this staff report? All right, 214 South Main Street is also in the Main Street Historic District. It's a two-story commercial building that was constructed in 1949 in the Art Moderne style. I think I got a photo of it here for you. Yeah. The original occupant was F.W. Woolworth Company. The storefronts, second floor windows, and two second floor window openings um, are not original and were installed after 1989. Um, you can see how on this photograph there's sort of a full height panel on the ends of the mm -hmm. second floor. Um, 
windows were added into those. Um, the HDC approved that back then. Um, prior to 1949, the building was part of the three-story circa 1900 commercial vernacular building that extended to the corner of South Main and West Liberty. Um, I should have included a photo, but this building used to have more typical archtop windows, but it extended all the way from the corner um, all the way across to Linda Lee here um, and was a one, two, three, four, five, I think six bay massive furniture store. Had a big fire um, and all of the building except this bay uh, came down. Um, we know Cunningham Drugs well on the corner there. Uh, this is the other bookend to that building, the Woolworths building. So similar to the last application, this was a 1949 building, so it is, uh, but this one is considered not a contributing structure um, because they may have taken it down to the ground and rebuilt it is my assumption why this one is all 1949 and um, the other one still had like historic walls and things that kept it as a contributing structure. Um, here's some close-ups of the windows. This is a very straightforward application. The, in these openings, these are replacement windows. You can see that historically they had um, sort of horizontal two over two sashes that, um, that slid up and down. But now we've got these um, casements over a fixed panel. And they are wood. Um, they are not... Uh, they are no longer aging well, and even the newer ones that were put on the ends um, are in uh, possibly worse shape than the center ones that have been there longer. Um, I included these windows. Uh, Mr. Curtis will correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that these windows, this is also his building, these large windows are the same style and uh, materials that are proposed for, the new, for this application, correct? Yeah. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Well, I'll, I'll just ask you when, you, when, you're, when you're up in a second, Jim. Uh, the windows that are proposed are pretty much uh, very closely matching in size uh, and dimensions and style to the existing windows. So uh, they are clad, though, and that's what kicked them into needing Historic District Commission approval. Um, on the inside, you can see their, their lovely wood finish. Um, oh, the bottom's a, a, a hopper. That's interesting. Yeah. And um, so I already read to you Secretary of Interior Standard 9 and 10. Replacement windows, it's recommended to replace in kind an entire window that's too deteriorated to repair using the same sash and pane configuration and other design details. If the same kind of material is not technically or economically feasible when replacing windows deteriorated beyond repair, then a compatible substitute material may be considered. Um, let's see, if a window is completely missing, replacing it with a new window based on documentation or a new design compatible with the original opening and the historic character of the building, materials other than wood will be reviewed by the commission on a case-by-case -case basis. So again, going from, the, so look at these windows, these, these big tan sashes, those are the same clad, aluminum clad uh, wood windows. I think it's aluminum clad, isn't it? Aluminum horizontal mole material. I think they say vinyl clad in the application. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's see. Anderson horizontal priority stack. Santone exterior frame. 
All right, well, Mr. Curtis can fill us in on that as well, since it doesn't seem to actually specify it here. Um, but that's about it for my report. Um, I do think that replacing these windows with clad windows that are going to look essentially the same is completely appropriate on this non-contributing building. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Thatcher. Commissioners Willis and myself were on the review committee. Commissioner Willis, anything to add? Um, I think the way that the newer windows have deteriorated more than the older ones really convinces me that this is definitely a project that is um, necessary to happen and um, will impact the beauty of the overall building. Thank you. Um, I, I agree with staff and Commissioner Willis's report. Um, it was also noted on site that, and, and visible, that there is deterioration in the wood sash. You know, it's swelling and starting to rot. Um, windows. Some windows can't be opened, but also the um, glazing pane has, in between on some of the windows, has, the gasketing has, has failed, so you're getting discoloration within the windows themselves. Um, you can see it on the two end units, particularly. Um, I think, you know, the proposal, it's, the applicant stated on site that the, the windows would be placed within the same plane. It's nearly identical as the windows that are existing, so I, I think this is, um, appropriate uh, would the applicant please step forward and just state your name for the record you have up to five minutes if you have if you have anything additional to add my name is Jim Curtis uh, my family are, uh, and I are the owners of the house since 96 and um, uh, we're hoping that we do gain approval to put the windows that we're proposing to put in in uh, we've tried our best uh, we have one of our members of our company is a general contractor and for the last 15 years particularly, we've been nursing these wooden-clad windows, and they're like sponges. They saturate water, and as they expand, it's hard to open up the windows, and then being able to close them requires us to have an extension ladder to push on the glass and then try to close the glass. And uh, from that standpoint, it's not practical, particularly in the winter. Um, some of the newer windows, the ones on the, uh, the two extreme sides, the north and the south side, uh, with the uh, newest edition, and we worked with the Historical Commission to cut out some of the brick and replicate what was there in order to put windows in on the north and south side of the building to add more light and ventilation to the second floor. Uh, interestingly enough, those are the ones who are, that are deteriorating quicker, and I wonder if today we don't make things as well as we used to, but nonetheless, uh, they're all aging and, and absorbing water rapidly, and we're hoping that instead of repairing or replacing one at a time, to do them all at one time. Uh, as was stated, the, the look will be uh, virtually identical um, from um, what is there now, uh, from what we're proposing. Uh, the height of the new windows will be only a sixteenth of an inch in difference. And only the two outer windows, which conform with the brick on the top of the windows, are slightly narrower than the ones, the five in the middle, by about an inch and a half. Virtually, you wouldn't even see it. But where the openings are now, the windows would be in the same place. They would be recessed as they are now. Uh, and as far as color, I know we were asked that question. We're probably going to go not with sandstone, but something that's a bit darker, perhaps bronze. So it gives us the option to paint the building with a different motif um, periodically. Uh, since acquiring the building almost 30 years ago, it's been painted five times, and we don't want to be uh, connected to a vinyl color that would require us to be connected to a certain color. 
uh, which we uh, have a comment, or which we normally paint every five years. So that is our hope to be able to replace those windows. Commissioners, are there any questions for the applicant? Commissioner Ross? I have two questions. So the first question, looking at the specs, um, the specs mentioned full screen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The specs mentioned like a full screen. Is there some sort of screen on these windows? No. Okay. One could put a screen in the bottom section from the inside. Okay. Uh, the, the lower sash is the one that will open from the top hinge and will swing out so that if it's left open, rain won't come in. But um, generally speaking, uh, second floors uh, of the commercial buildings downtown do not require screens. If it were residential, it would require. Okay. And then while you were... Can I... So there won't be any screens outside. Okay. okay. Awesome. And then when you were, you were just kind of talking Given the background, you mentioned vinyl. Is that, or did I mishear? Say that one more time. You mentioned. I thought I heard you mention vinyl for the cladding, or did I? It will be vinyl. Yes. So Just like Jill had mentioned, 220 South Main Street. When I was at that time the owner of that building, uh, we replaced the existing windows that were wood with a vinyl-clad uh, panel glass uh, that replicated what was there. And so this will look at, at virtually, virtually the same uh, of what we have right now. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Jim, from your quote, it does look like they're charging you for screens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, we'll exclude those then. <laughs> this was an estimate that we received, and this was months ago that we received it. Any other questions, commissioners? Okay, thank you. Is there a commissioner that would like to make a motion? Looking at that end. Do we have a public hearing? Oh no, my my fault. My apologies. We have to have a public hearing first. Okay. Let me move back to that. So. I'll open the public hearing for the item at two fourteen South Main Street. Uh, this is an opportunity for persons to speak up to three minutes about this application. Um, if there's any public comment, please call 877-853-5247 and enter or press star 9 on your phone to indicate you would like to speak. Do we have any callers, Ms. Hatcher? We do not. Okay. Thank you for that reminder. I will close the public hearing portion, and now is there a commissioner that would like to make a motion? Can at that and um, I'm going to pick one of you two. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay, Commissioner Rockland, thank you. Someone else can do it I move that the commission approve the application at 214 South Main Street, a non contributing property in the Main Street Historic District, to replace seven second, second floor wood windows with vinyl clad Anderson wood. Okay, vinyl clad Anderson wood windows as proposed. The commission finds the work that the work meets the Secretary of the Interior standards for rehabilitation and guidelines for rehabilitating historic buildings, in particular standards 9 and 10, and the guidelines for windows and the City of Ann Arbor Historic District design guidelines for windows. Support. Right, moved by Commissioner Rockland, seconded by Commissioner White. Is there a discussion on the motion? 
Um, we'll get there just a second. Um, I think there's some question regarding the vinyl cladding versus you know what we might typically see is an aluminum cladding. Um, there's a wood window with vinyl cladding. I'm, I was looking back at the the guidelines just now to see, you know, appropriate um, materials other than wood will be reviewed by the commission on a case by case basis. Not appropriate is wrapping exterior wood trim in aluminum or vinyl, so that that doesn't apply here. Um, recommended also for windows from the Secretary of Interior guidelines, replacing in-kind entire window that is too deteriorated to repair. <coughs> to repair. Um, if using the same kind of material, not technically or economically feasible when replacing windows deteriorated beyond repair, then a compatible substitute material may be considered. Not recommended installing new windows, including frame sash mutton configuration that are incompatible, so it doesn't really discuss materials. Um, and I, I think that this has come up on other materials throughout the, you know, in the guidelines themselves. I think, you know, it's it's a cladding. We, we've seen some other instances with with it being a dark bronze or a black color. I'm, I'm not too concerned about it being a vinyl material. So. I mean, I guess I, you know, just also adding that the building is not contributing. Right. Um, so I think I'd ask Ms. Thatcher, so you were saying that the, the building right next to it also has wood? It does. Wood the, those large sashes, the wood windows were replaced with vinyl clad wood windows. There was, a, I think that was a water infiltration problem on that building. That was probably 10 years ago that that application came through. Um, and appearance-wise, you, you don't notice. They're, they're, you know, they're up. People don't tend to look up at windows. They notice storefronts more. Um, and uh, the commission has approved a couple of other vinyl-clad window replacements. You're right that most of them um, are aluminum in the downtown, aluminum cladding. But uh, quite frankly, uh, Vinyl clad wood windows, I think, almost have a better profile in some ways than mm -hmm. aluminum because the aluminum tends to be very flat mm -hmm. and the vinyl can have a little bit more of a, mm -hmm. a profile to it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's sort of six and one half dozen the other, other right. to me. Right. Right. Yep. Um, I mean, it's not like we're looking at vinyl windows where you're getting that right. Right. chunky, right. 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 appearance. Right. So, right. Yeah. I think overall, as, a, as an application, that the the applicant is is replacing what what's there, and I, I think doing so in a very um, uh, considered manner, even down to you know sixteenths of an inch. So that's, that's pretty. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> so, all those ready to vote? Okay. All of those in favor of the motion, please say yes. 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 All of those opposed, please say no. Okay. The motion carries. Thank you. Commissioner Rock. Thank you. Scare me that I missed the motion. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Curtis. Thank you. Uh, now on to item F4, 514 6th Street. Five fourteen six. This is in the Old West Side Historic District. It's a one and three quarter story gable fronter. Features one over one windows, a stone foundation, narrow wood lap siding, and a wood freeze board. 
The front porch was originally the width of the house uh, and did not wrap the corner. It's unknown whether the fancy porch brackets are from the period of significance. First appears in Polk City directories in 1884, and from 1894 until at least 1910, it was occupied by a Henning. At the April 8, 2021 HTC meeting, an application for a 197 square foot rear addition and other modifications to the rear of the house was approved. Um, and we'll, you'll be able to see that work in just a second. Uh, the applicant is seeking HTC approval to construct a 123 square foot screen porch on the rear elevation of the house attached to a modern addition. This is a very straightforward application. You can see here uh, some of the new work. The, these windows are replacements and these windows are replacements. They're a more appropriate uh, size um, than the previous ones. Um, Uh, this is the screen porch off the back. I'm just showing this to you before I show you the photos so that you can get an idea of what you'll be looking for. This is the rear of the house. You may recall from two years ago that this uh, little wood dormer was reworked um, and uh, the back of the house was reworked a little bit. I believe that this new uh, roof uh, over the covered patio is new. And this is the new room that was like 150 square feet or something like that. This was the addition to the house. The rest of this was here, but they they modified it um, so that it worked better <laughs> to live in. <laughs> so the screen porch is proposed to come directly off of this. The, 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 the roof would just be extruded out. The wall planes are the same. You can see that there's a little inset here. Uh, to the back wall. Um, and there's plenty of room for this. We were a little bit concerned about this big tree at first, um, but the review committee paced it off and, and the addition will be at least six feet from it. Uh, and this is the view from the front, from the street. This is the side. So you may be able to see a little bit of a screen porch there. You'll see that the wall goes back, you know, keeps extending back another 10 feet or so, but. Um, a pretty minimal change. Uh, since it's attached to a new addition, no historic materials are being uh, touched. Here it is. It's uh, 10 and a half feet almost by almost 12 feet. It's got a door. It's got screens. Um, <laughs> there's not a whole lot to say about it. The trim is boral. Uh, the screens are custom. These are, um, it, it's, it's on a uh, uh, posts with uh, poured concrete footers. Here it is on the back. Very simple, very straightforward, very compatible. The hardy matches the new hardy that's on the back of the house from the previous application. There's a cross section, there's a section, um, and some nice 3D models of what it would look like. So I have read to you standards two and nine and 10 already. The guidelines for additions recommend constructing a new addition so that there's the least possible loss of historic materials and so that character defining features are not obscured, damaged, or destroyed. It's recommended to locate 
the addition at the rear or on an inconspicuous size of the historic building, limiting its size and scale in relationship to the historic building, and designing new additions in a manner that makes clear what is historic and what is new. It's not recommended to design a new addition so the size and scale in relation to the historic building are out of proportion, thus diminishing the historic character. From the Ann Arbor Historic District Design Guidelines for Residential Porches, it's appropriate to install a new porch and entrance on secondary elevations. <coughs> may be appropriate if it does not diminish the building's architectural character and the design and materials are compatible with the building and the site. Staff recommends approval of this application um, and I have no concerns. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Thatcher. Commissioner Wallace, would you like to give your report? Uh, I would agree 100% with the staff report. Very straightforward and enough distance between the tree and the addition to be comfortable with. I agree. This is extremely straightforward application. Um, I don't have anything else to add. Uh, so, do we have an applicant? Um, Joey Schwartz, if you are representing the applicant for this, would you raise your hand, please, so I can let you into the meeting? If not, then we may not have anyone. Okay, I don't see any uh, hand raising going on. So I don't think we have an applicant here. Okay. Um, so we'll open the public hearing portion for 514 6th Street. Uh, if there's an a person who'd like to comment about this application, you have up to three minutes to speak. You can do so by calling 877-853 5247 and press star 9 on your phone. Do we have anyone indicating to speak? Nope. No callers are indicating. Okay. Do we have callers on the line? Uh, we don't have any phone okay. callers on the line. Okay. No. No, sorry. No, you're <laughs> no attendees are indicating. Just, just check on the applicant <laughs> again. Yeah. <laughs> Not? Okay, so there's no applicant. No. Is there a commissioner that would like to make a motion on the application? Commissioner Ross, thank you. <laughs> okay. I move that the commission issue a certificate of appropriateness for the application at 514 6th Street, a contributing property in the Old West Side Historic District, to construct a 120 square foot screen porch on the rear elevation of the house as proposed. The work is compatible in exterior design arrangement, texture, material, and relationship to the rest of the building and the surrounding area and meets Secretary of the Interior Standards for Rehabilitation and guidelines for rehabilitating historic buildings in particular standards 2, 9, and 10, and the guidelines for new additions, as well as the Ann Arbor Historic District design guidelines, particularly as they pertain to porches. Support. Moved by Commissioner Ross, seconded by Commissioner White. Is there a discussion on the motion? Commissioner? Commissioner Rockland? Just a comment that it, it doesn't have the indent um, that some additions do because it's attached to an already there non-contribute or I guess addition, a new addition. So it's um, it's a bit of a loophole in the standards where you can just go right back if you have the the house with the addition on the side like okay. this one. It's just it's um, it it fits the standards without the bumping. Good point. Yeah. Thank you. Anyone else? Okay, we're ready for a vote. All of those in favor, please say yes. 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 All of those opposed, please say no. Okay. The motion carries. Okay. Item G, let me get back to the agenda here. 
New business, retreat planning. Is that? Yes, so the annual retreat, uh, we need to pick a date. I have a couple here to propose to throw out. Uh, we usually hold it in, in March. Sometimes it lingers into April, but the weather gets nicer then, so people don't usually want to come in April. <laughs> um, and it's typically a Saturday morning from 9 to noon. And um, the, the dates that it would be great to start discussion with are March 4th and March 18th. So um, does anyone have a favorite or cannot make it one of, one of both of those dates? Okay. I cannot either. So. Okay. We've got two no's on the 4th. I'm out of town on the 18th. You're out of town on the 18th. Okay. How do others feel about the 18th? I like it. <laughs> Um, Jess okay is still going to be out, so it's just you guys. I'm fine with either. But, okay, okay. Bev, you okay with either? Yeah, I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anna, you okay with the 18th? I'm okay with the 18th. I was okay. just. Oh, you were not out of the. I was just looking yeah. if there was another Saturday in March. Okay. Yeah, we can look at another Saturday if you'd like. I can do the 11th, but that's the only other. Oh, it's the same week as HDC. Yeah, got it. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but I could, if, if, if it means that everybody come, I guess I would take the hit. Bob, I believe you could not come on the 11th, correct? That's correct. Okay. I guess you neither. You neither. Okay. Two down. The only thing would then be going into April. Is that correct? Um, 25th, no good? 25th is the first weekend of spring break. Okay. So no good for me. Not that I'll be going anywhere, but I'll, I don't want to bring both my kids to the HTC <laughs> retreat. <laughs> um, okay. Well, you How know. many did we have for the 18th? Um, everyone except for Dave and Jess. Yeah. Well, right. Jess is out Jess for all. Jess is out for all. Right. Yeah. Even through, when is she coming back? So if she was here in April, well, I guess Well, she my says, uh, her, her out of office says maybe April. Okay. <laughs> so then. Um, She's not going to commit to anything in April. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the 18th, we have, I think, everyone here. Who wants that date? Wait, Except David. I'm, I'm sorry, could we go back to the 25th? Sure. What do you guys think about the 25th? Yeah, I can. That one's oh. questionable for me. I can, I can maybe make it. Okay. Well, and it's not great for me, so I thought maybe if everybody else right. could yeah. do that, but okay. <laughs> not the 25th. We're back to the 18th. We're back to the 18th. Yeah. Yep, I can't do April 8th. So uh, I think we're going to stick with the 18th. I'm sorry, Commissioner Rockland. That's all right. I'll, I'll brief you, David. I'll pick you up the coffee. Send us your notes. And, uh, and I will play the re uh, recorder for you. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm going home. <laughs> Bring the phone back. And um, we do need a couple of topics to talk about. We'll have the review of built projects from the last year, which is always fun. Uh, we have our annual bylaw reviews, which takes a couple of minutes. Um, I had given you a list, I think, in an email of a couple of topics. Let me get that out of my, let me get
get that out of my to-do list. Um, one of the possibilities was talking about uh, vinyl siding and if it ever has an appropriate place on historic houses. We had a nasty vinyl siding application a few months ago. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say nasty, but it was a difficult discussion because he was halfway done with the project. <laughs> yes, 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 and yeah. Um, so that was that had been suggested by someone to talk about that. Um, another suggestion had been design guidelines for the backs of houses. Mm -hmm. um, are crazy windows compatible on additions? Um, do we want to discuss whether or not it's appropriate to basically have anything goes on the back on an addition? Or should there be some standards for that? I think we have to go. If we could just broaden that to not visible from the public right of way or whatever. Right, right, right. I'm gonna add that. Um, uh, another is when is it okay to install clad windows on commercial or residential? <laughs> um, possibly either as a commission approval uh, to give you more guidance or as a staff approval if there are some. We, we did add some recently to the staff mm -hmm. approval list. Um, but for example, thinking about the application here tonight, is that something that you would be comfortable with as a staff approval or not? We could talk about that. Um, Especially if it's a one-to-one -one replacement. That's mm -hmm. kind of like today. Yeah. Not original. Not original. Yeah. And then um, just uh, energy efficiency. Do we want to look more closely mm -hmm. at cladding and windows? And it's not a bad thing to revisit because about once a year somebody calls me and says, well, you know, the energy office says that we need to, you know, tighten up our houses and replacing all my windows is the best way to do that. So you guys need to get on board. <laughs> So it's, it's sometimes nice for me to be able to say, well, at their annual retreat last year, they discussed that and agreed that the Secretary of the Interior standards are the way to go. <laughs> but that's not necessary to actually um, have that discussion, because I can always say that anyway, because yeah. that is what you all believe. So these are some ideas, backs of houses, um, clad windows, energy efficiency, vinyl siding. Uh, if you have other ones, that's that's too much to talk about at a three-hour retreat where we've already got half of the retreat accounted for. Mm -hmm. So, um, give me your favorites or new ones. Sure. So we talked about, and maybe maybe I, I don't know, maybe I misunderstood, remember, or maybe I misremembered, but like, so is so there are guidelines for signage for. Mm -hmm. um, so if signage meets the guidelines, is staff able to approve or is not the at still coming this to us? point? Right now, staff can only approve replacement signage that's in the same dimensions or smaller. Okay. And that I remember that came up at a meeting once. Gotcha. Whether yeah. staff should be able to approve new signage. It's just signs, yeah. That meet the guidelines. That meet the guidelines. Yeah. I'm, so and I'm, what those guidelines add that to the list yeah. of possibilities. Do we have the yeah, because I'm, yeah, I'm kind of always thinking if it meets the guidelines, why do we even yeah. have yeah. I mean, that's yeah. to me is the point of the guidelines is like, you know, and if staff sees something crazy or something that just doesn't feel right, then, right. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's a good one. 
And then I just have a general, maybe this is maybe not necessarily something we have to discuss at the retreat, but maybe mm -hmm. something to think about. So is there any kind of discussion or thought around kind of revisiting the, um, the designations and thinking about maybe extending the period of significance for some of the districts? Um, we haven't had that conversation in at least 10 or 12 years. The last time it came up, uh, I investigated it with the state, and they said, no, you can't change it. I don't remember this, the particular circumstances of that request at that time, though. Um, if this is something that you're interested in talking about, it would we would want to go through and look at districts and what buildings it would capture to change mm -hmm. the period of significance. Uh, yeah. You'd almost have to resurvey. That was that was a question uh, whether at last time was whether a study committee would be required to change uh, that date or whether it could just be done through a survey or a new review. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, these are certainly things that I could look into and, and present to you at the retreat or at a meeting and try yeah, to find I out. I think the last one was done was Broadway. Okay. That's the one that uh, was done. And everything came in except the business district. They didn't want to be part of it. I think the date is a, is a good point of discussion. I yeah. think uh, at least something to consider because I know it's happening. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. With you know, so it, for me, like the like kind of the main concern came in, and this was actually even from my kind of first tenure as a commissioner was kind of seeing some of the mid-century like post 1941 storefronts, like the really awesome storefronts, kind of going away, and it it was just like clearly these are significant, clearly they're historic age, clearly they represent. Um, a point in Ann Arbor's history mm -hmm. and it was just like well they're not in a period of significance like lose this awesome storefront for like a Cowanier aluminum and I was just like ew yeah. so yeah and I don't know how many of those are even left anymore so maybe mm -hmm. it's maybe most of them are That's gone a good by point. yeah um, I don't know that either are you more concerned with uh, downtown commercial buildings or oh. equally concerned with residential and historic districts? It's, it's mainly the downtown, because like when it comes to residential, I, I guess I didn't see, a, I, did, I guess I don't see a whole lot of, I won't, like certainly don't see a lot of like, hey, this is a 1950s house that somebody mm -hmm. wants to tear down and it's not contributing, let's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or a lot of like mid-century elements of houses that are being proposed to be replaced. It was more of like a, the downtown, like those storefronts that kind of I saw slowly kind of going away. Well, it, it, it wouldn't be a bad exercise to just go through the downtown historic districts and, you know, note the dates of, of, of uh, you know, the construction and see how many would be captured by moving the date how many years. Right. Um, uh, yeah, that would be that would be a, a great thing, a great topic for a retreat, and also maybe timely because we've got someone coming in to shadow for a week on U of M spring break, mm -hmm. <laughs> who's looking for projects. Okay, and that'd be kind of a fun one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I'd do that. 
Um, so what do the rest of you think? We've, we've, um, now we've got six possible topics. <laughs> Sorry. I guess it's okay. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I like the date. Um, I think the signs is probably a good one. Um, that, would, that would be a quick discussion. That would take very yeah, long. Yeah. I think that would be nice to keep out of a meeting, too, to just, I mean, not to keep it out, but, you know, to not have to talk about it on the clock. Um, Things are warming up again. You yeah. know, it's 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 almost spring, literally and figuratively, warming up, and I'm getting a lot of calls. I think I have four pre-application meetings next week for the next uh, agenda, which you know it may just be four applications, but that could mean that eight show up. <laughs> Can we put the the clad windows in with that sign guideline as potential staff approvals? Yep. Yep. So we're going to do potential staff approvals, signs and clad windows. And then I'm going to add period of significance, end date, movement. Uh, if, if if I get done with these and I have enough time in within the retreat, is there a third topic that you'd like to talk about, touch on? Keep looking at you, Dave. Sorry, but <laughs> you can weigh in, Dave. We oh. discuss as a board. A way out. Um, do we want to just broaden? Well, do we want to do another design guideline for the backs of houses, or? Um, do we want a refresher on our vinyl siding guidelines? I don't know that we need to change them because they're fairly robust. Um, though. Well, I think we can discuss it. I think if there's time, yeah. can we put those that maybe two on? Time. And if there's yeah. time, yeah. we'll look at That won't require a lot of research or anything. Yeah. So that's. Yeah, just a discussion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, vinyl siding. As time allows. Okay, thank you. Okay. Great. So we'll move on to sure. two. Yes. Which was the Brown Court and Forest Plaza discussion. Uh, yesterday I sent out, and you have paper copies at your desk today, of you, you had, uh, Mr. Fortner had requested a resolution uh, to create, uh, to recommend to city council that a study committee be created for Brown Court. And I was supposed to work with several of you who kindly volunteered, and I didn't get it to you in time. So we're going to work on it right now briefly. Or if you would rather have time to think about this on your own, we can revisit it next month. Um, well, well, never mind. I was going to say do it at the retreat, but that's this is February. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I see. So, um, Resolutions, you know, they're always oddly worded, it seems, but. <laughs> um, so the first paragraph just describes the buildings. In the packet, there was uh, individual historic properties uh, survey sheets for each of these existing seven buildings in Broncourt. So um, uh, there, there's, you know, there's, there's decent documentation mm -hmm. of them already. Um, from the, sec the second paragraph in here is just pointing out that Broncourt has historic value and fits in with surrounding buildings. 
the third paragraph talks about its LGBTQ history, which is, I think, a very strong point. It's not within, it's not more than 50 years ago that this happened, but mm -hmm. I do think that that Braun Court plus all of these activities that have gone on there make it a really strong candidate for um, for saving, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, keeping it there to wait around for that 50 years of significance yeah. to yeah. pass. <laughs> um, and then we just have a couple of you know reminders that the city council can appoint a study committee, et cetera. And therefore, the HCC respectfully requests that city council appoint a study committee to research and document the historic significance of Broadcourt and once the study is complete, to weigh the merits of creating a local historic district there. Um, there's no point in saying, you know, dang it, we want you to yeah. appoint a study committee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. But um, you can I, look can't but ask. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah, right, right. And we talked about this a little bit at last month's meeting, though I know that a couple of you were gone. There is a development project that hasn't come in, hasn't been submitted to the city yet, but was fairly far along in the design stage uh, that sort of lit a fire under this. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate that so much historic preservation occurs when a development is proposed, but there you go. And again, this used to be a his an individual historic property district. so. Um, it would just be reconfirming its historic significance uh, since it already was Ann Arbor citizens determined once before that it had historic significance. <laughs> Isn't it separate parcels though? How was it an individual? No, the individual historic properties district had like 50 properties. Oh, in and it. so even if there were contiguous were, ones within the individual. Yeah. Because yeah. this yep. is not. Yeah. An individual property. Yeah. Interesting. So that yeah. whole thing went away. Yeah, yeah. the whole thing. The so whole thing. Say, so. Yeah. We should make this a district. Right, because it could have been a Old district. Fourth Ward or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So are there things that you want to make sure get into a resolution that aren't here now? Um, I realize that I haven't tasked you guys with resolution writing. <laughs> no, but it looks good right now. <laughs> Um, is there something in here that says that it used to be in that individual historic district? Because that would be probably. I don't think it says that. And pertinent I think information should. to yeah, include. I think it should. So at the very end of the first paragraph, the first whereas, mm -hmm. we're going to change that comma to a period and add the buildings were previously included in the individual historic properties historic district. I'm going to say between 19 blank and 2001. And I will fill in that blank. Okay. Is there anything from that I mean, you st in that second paragraph, you identify a little bit, just briefly, you know, that it, it meets the requirements for certain age scale design. Um, I don't know if orientation matters, like it, the way that it's cited and featured. If there's anything within the language of the previous, you know, inclusion of this within the um, like 
why it was included within the historic district commission if there's any language to add I don't think there is I don't know if it's yeah relevant but I do think you know it being a unique um, configuration within Ann Arbor urban configuration important. yeah yeah unique milieu Muse setting of narrow court running yeah, between Main Street and Alley. Right. Houses face court and we're all alike. So I'm going to add that in here. Thank you. Um, scale, design, materials, and massing. And the court's unique. I'm going to just go lift this language straight out yeah, of this. Yeah, don't need to reinvent this. Unique milieu. Mill you mean setting? Okay, okay. Use setting the quote muse setting of narrow court running between Main Street and Alley. Dot, 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 and alley. Okay. That's good because I wanted more on that paragraph. Yeah. I'd like to make a motion to uh, approve the resolution to recommend the creation of the study of the committee for Bronze Court. Second. Second. Motion moved by Commissioner White, seconded by Commissioner Fortner. Any discussion? Commissioners? No? Commissioner Wells? No. Okay. All right. We need to vote. Yeah. All those in favor of the motion, please say yes. 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 All those opposed, please say no. Thank you. Okay. I will clean this up and have it conveyed to City Council. Now, Forest Thank Plaza you. was also on here. Mm. Um, the there was also a development proposal on that site, which seems to have shifted, uh, maybe to maybe a block away, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, so that's not an immediate threat. I, I, I wanted to ask you, though, if you were still interested in pursuing that one as an individual historic district, because there is, there is building of tall buildings going on all mm -hmm. around it, and it's clearly for sale if somebody was going to mm -hmm. buy it and redevelop it. Um, so I think that it would have merit if you wanted to me to come back with a history on that one. Uh, we did, and yeah. we could go through the same process. Mm -hmm. okay. I think seeing the history would be good. Okay. It's a very cool building. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, really is. yeah. I, I'm looking forward to showing you more. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Right, on to item H, approval of minutes. Did everyone receive minutes today. Yes. And there should be paper copies in your packet or I have some here if you need them. There were a couple things I noticed. Um, F, one of the hearings, I think the 
it was noted the roll call was a four zero, but there was actually a nay as well. Oh, I, I see. So it's just a typo, I think. I'm going to roll call the vote. Yes, three nays, one. Yeah, so this vote should have been 3 1. Yeah, 3 1, not 4 0. Okay, so that was for uh, item F3 yeah, on the January yeah. 12 minutes. The vote should have been 3 to 1. I'm saying that out loud so that we catch yeah. this <laughs> three minutes. <laughs> All right, anything else? And That's then I catch. didn't. Did we need to include anything in here about the discussion, you know, about forest? Um, about the South Forest uh, apartment building that we talked about last week. I don't know if that's typically included. Oh, in the minutes? Yeah, in the minutes. Um, we didn't really discuss it. Okay. I mean, I mentioned it as an item of interest, but since okay. we didn't discuss it, I don't think it needs to okay. be included. Thank you. Though. That was my only one. So these, we'll see. So would you like to just, approve them as amended? I think that, yeah, I think they can be approved as amended. Any objection? Yes. Nope. Without objection. Right. Sorry, guys. Okay, on to item H. Nope, we just did item H. <laughs> All right, reports from commissioners. Is there a commissioner that has any reports to share? On to item J, assignments for Monday, March 6, 2023 at noon for the Thursday, March 9th meeting. I'm in. All Sweet. right. Just see, March. March 6th. Okay, Beverly says she's in. Okay. Thank you, Beth. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Sure. Um, on to item K, reports from staff. Um, no new reports from staff. Okay. Oh, wait, I have a report from staff. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The, um, the Hayden House Historic District was created by council yeah. on Monday night. Yeah. Thank you Excellent. to our two committee yes, members you. there. Congratulations. <laughs> um, it, it, it went over, it went so smoothly that I, I'm, I was just stunned that there were no <laughs> questions, um, there were kind words spoken. Um, it's great. It's, oh, it's, the community um, reaction at Lower Gardens Park and just in general has been phenomenal. Great. Fantastic. Very, that's great. Yeah. Great. That's great. I saw that there was an M Live article today or yesterday about it. Um, I haven't heard much else, so I'm glad to hear that people are talking. And I think it's phenomenal. So thank you. I work with Tim Oscar. You know, he hasn't even said anything about it. So <laughs> he's that modest, I guess. Yeah. Well, nice. Tell him I said thank you when you see him next. I will. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little bit anticlimactic for Tim because, you know, he writes the report, goes through all the committee meetings and everything, and then it gets to city council and. We're, he's like staff, so we're on Zoom, mm -hmm. and then no one even wants to talk to us. <laughs> so, but it's all good because he got passed, and that's all that matters. Fantastic. So, thank you. Right. On to item L: concerns of commissioners. Is there a concern a commissioner would like to share, Commissioner Rock? I have a curiosity, I suppose. Uh, 
just reflecting back on the uh, public hearing from earlier in the meeting, and also I, speaking of MLive, was reading an article about uh, 415 West Washington this morning, and just curious if there's any um, any update that that we know about that is pertaining to the Historic District Commission regarding 415 West Washington. Uh, it will be here next month for a working session. Okay. On March 9th. Okay. Um, as you heard from other commenters, it's moving. Uh, it was at, at uh, City Planning Commission on Tuesday night, and um, there was a long public hearing. Uh, so, but but that was. Um, I, I'm, I'm not even sure. I think I, I'm not even sure if they voted on it on Tuesday night. Um, if they did and voted. If they made a vote, it will go to City Council next, but it has to be approved by the HDC first. Mm. So they'll give us an update on where they are in the process, what's happening. You all will get a chance to see um, a new set of drawings and react to them. And I would encourage you to stick to the standards and guidelines uh, and make as many comments as possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anything that may be bothering you, um, because we're really really hoping that by keeping them coming back here for working sessions um, that we can avoid having a disaster when the final plans come in and, and having y'all say no. Um, I'm not ruling that out because <laughs> you never know with an application what's going to happen. Um, but the more, the more feedback and information that we can give them now, the better um, and the easier it will be. So do we know what their presenting as their current plan? Is it what we last saw? Uh, I don't think it's the same. Um, and in fact, I don't know. This is just a massing stage again. Yeah. We still won't know materials. We still won't know, win know windows. There, there, um, uh, there are two parts of it. One is the PUD zoning and an area plan. And then the more finished version is what you guys will see, where they actually have you know, full-on materials instead of just conceptual massing and well we're going to put the building over here and the parking over there um there were issues there were issues there were issues so that's why they're coming yeah. back again in march now that they've you know advanced another step of the way <laughs> and uh that'll be an interesting discussion okay well and i i, I guess if, if at all possible not not like you know, staff or the commission can tell them how to put their put together their presentation. But it would be great if they can, not like, watch the last sessions that we had with them, and actually speak to like this, like the individual concerns that we brought up, and if they address them or not. Yeah. Because like one thing, like I can't necessarily be expected to remember everything that all all of us said, and if there is this thought that okay. This is leading up to them generating a final product that there will be no surprises on. You yeah. need to understand mm -hmm. that they are addressing all of our concerns, or at least yeah. most of them, or which ones they're not addressing. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Would it make sense to um, ask them to do that, but to also have me put together sort of a punch list or a memo or something? Of, hey, just as a reminder, you should watch the video, and these are some of the highlights right. that we hope you've addressed in, uh, before the working session in March. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, whatever. Yeah, I feel like whatever is easiest for you, for yeah. staff. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. 
I mean, not to say like literally, hey, if you meet all these, then you get an approval. Because at the right. end of the day, this right. is just a discussion. Right. right. Yeah. Because yeah. like, right. I've been on these sessions where, you know, whatever they're presenting is not meeting the standards. But I'm sitting here, and they're like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "All right, I'll tell you what I think." But it doesn't mean that at the end of the That's day, right? Like, yeah. I'm gonna vote for vote to approve this because, like, you're coming. Like, typically, I feel like these <laughs> sessions are folks that like they know they're not meeting the standards. So it's just that kind of like, hey, I want to tenderize you for the. The grill, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you know. So yeah, but it would be great for them to kind of have that ready. It's so, like, like I said, I can't remember what I said to these guys. Like, yeah, um, that that's an excellent point. And I'll also have them uh, put together something that can go in the packet, so you have some information in advance to look at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Making it slightly easier than just getting it cold. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Starting over. Yeah. I, re I remember a couple points, and and um, the, like I guess something that you could tell them that would be really helpful is like what I want to see is the worst. They they show the best view yep. a lot of times, right. particularly this right. building. Right. They kept showing right. the best view, yeah. right. and they would have opaque trees. Yeah. Like nice trees, good rendering, but like yeah. if you're gonna put the trees, make them transparent yeah. and show me the worst case scenario view yes. of this is <laughs> the house and this is the elevation right. behind it. We right. need to see that. Yes. If yeah. we don't yeah. see it, then we have to imagine it and yeah. it, we're gonna imagine a bad worst case scenario. Right. Yeah. Right. So right. show us the worst case. Yeah, and I think you could specifically say it's that view from third. Yeah. yeah. Pushing that big building yeah. up to right. those houses. Right. I think that was one of the things that was discussed initially yeah. was that we need to see what this actual right. view is, what this streetscape is here, but also on like every single block. Right, we exactly. From every direction, yeah. not yeah. just one direction. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, from the person's the view, view, not like aerial. Yeah. 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 It's like we're not the client, so it's just like sending us like the most awesome clip art and like these. Like, well, that's not what we're looking for. And right, we really want exactly. to see the, the context. We want to see the old buildings. Typically, it's like white all that out and focus right. on this. And yeah. it's like, no, we want to see all the stuff you're whiting out. That's yeah. our right. job. Right. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good point yeah. for sure. Okay. Um, nope. Let's see, where are we? Any communications? Nope. All right. Adjournment. I now adjourn the February 9th, 2023 Historic District Commission meeting.